0: Thank you for listening to the Faith Free Lutheran Church Sermon Archive. Today's sermon for the fourth Sunday of Easter, May 8th, 2022, is preached by Pastor Jason Goodham. If you have questions or comments regarding today's message, please call the church office at 612 824 5527 or visit our website at faithlutheran aflc.org. Good morning again. Special welcome to those of you who are visiting us this morning. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I would at this time invite you to stand as I read the gospel lesson appointed for this Sunday. The sermon text is taken from John chapter 10, verses 22 through 30. can be found on page 1667 of your pew Bible if you'd like to follow along. Reading in Jesus' name, John chapter 10, verses 22 through 30. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Heavenly Father, these are your words, and your word is truth. We pray that this morning you would sanctify us in the truth, that you would convict us of sin in our lives where that is necessary, and that you would comfort and encourage us with the promises of your gospel. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So much of Jesus' life and ministry seems to have boiled down to mistaken identity. The Pharisees didn't believe who Jesus claimed to be and thought that he was someone else. Most of the crowds that followed Jesus wanted him to be someone else, that he wasn't. The disciples during Holy Week and especially after the resurrection had trouble piecing together exactly who Jesus was. And even today the church can regularly turn itself upside down, puzzling through who Jesus is. So many church bodies and individual congregations try to mold Jesus into their own image. Others chase after the promise of a better, more accurate Jesus based on what we think about ourselves that the culture of the day tells us we are. But for Jesus... The entire issue of his identity was quite simple and quite solvable. It all came down to his voice. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. But how does that help sort things out for us? Doesn't every Christian on the planet and every Christian for all time think they're hearing and following Jesus? Yes, but Jesus gives us an important distinction this morning. In our efforts to hear and follow Jesus, we must pay attention to his voice. We must pay attention to the words that we're hearing and following because it comes down to this. If you're not hearing the voice of Jesus then you're hearing another voice. So turning our eyes back to John 10 this morning, first we'll see that if you're not hearing Jesus, you're probably hearing your own voice. This was the problem of the Pharisees during Jesus' day. How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. But the problem was, at least for the Pharisees, that as soon as they asked this question of Jesus, they weren't looking to listen to him. They weren't trying to hear his voice. They were looking for an excuse not to believe. Already, and only in the Gospel of John, the crowds, which included the Pharisees, have seen Jesus do many marvelous things. He's healed the man born blind. He's healed another man at the pool of Bethesda. He's healed an official's daughter. On top of that, he's fed the 5,000. And he's turned water into wine at the wedding at Cana. In addition to all this, John has recorded for us the words of Jesus. Sermon after sermon that begin to add up in The Gospel of John. And through it all, the Pharisees were there. And through it all, it didn't matter. Because the Pharisees don't want to hear Jesus' voice. They don't want to know who Jesus is. They've reached a point in their lives where they want their own voice to be the voice of the Savior. This is evident in the very next chapter in John's Gospel, when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. This might be, for, for my opinion at least, the most dramatic miracle that Jesus does before his death in any of the four Gospels. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, but he raises a dead, and for all intents and purposes, mummified Lazarus out of the grave. Lazarus hasn't just died. He's not there on the hospital gurney. Lazarus, to to quote or paraphrase maybe another uh, movie, is all the way dead. He's not mostly dead. He's not partially dead. He's all dead. And Jesus calls him out of the tomb. He he doesn't go into the tomb. He, he, He doesn't do any magic incantation or anything like this. Jesus calls Lazarus out of the tomb. And we will note here that Lazarus hears the voice of his shepherd. And Lazarus comes. But the Pharisees The ones who don't want to hear Jesus' voice. What do they do in response to Lazarus? In response to Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead? First, they get together and plot to kill Jesus. Because Jesus is in danger of taking away their favorite place in society. He's going to undercut the entire system. But more than that, and I challenge you to read... All of John 11 this afternoon. Read it from beginning to end and read it thoughtfully. The Pharisees, in response to the resurrection of Lazarus, plot to kill Lazarus. Imagine that. Imagine being so unwilling to hear the voice of the shepherd that you not only ignore him, But that you want to erase all evidence that his voice exists in the first place. But here's the point for us this morning the Pharisees aren't alone in their desire to hear Jesus. This is the response of our sinful nature as well. We want our voice. To be the voice of the Savior. Because our voices are the most important voices in our own lives. We've been raised to be true to our authentic selves. We've been taught to listen to our heart. We've been cultivated by our phones and by our computers that the very act of having an opinion means others must want to hear our opinion in our constant reaction to make God prove himself time and time again, what matters in our lives are our own voices that make demands of God so that God would serve us and do our bidding. Having faith in Jesus is the hardest thing to do When the occupation of our hearts is constant idolatry. My sheep hear my voice. But if you're not hearing the voice of Jesus, I would also suggest you might be hearing the voice of the law. One other reason why we might not be hearing Jesus' voice Why it might be obscured for us is at times we're only capable of hearing the voice of the law. And and here's where I have to be very careful because someone might object. But pastor, isn't the law a part of the word of God? Absolutely. And I'm not saying otherwise. But while the law is God's word, the law is never ever God's final word. But if the law for us becomes God's final word, or His primary word, or His only word, then we're going to miss the voice of Jesus. We're going to fall all over ourselves trying to find the one thing God says to us that will finally give us peace. That one act of devotion. That one level of piety. But if that's the voice of God we hear, It will never, ever be enough. If the voice of the law replaces the voice of Jesus, we will either become self-righteous like the Pharisees, or we will fall into despair, unable to hear the voice of Jesus at all. In our efforts to do something more, or in our efforts to do something else, or in our efforts simply to do, we will miss exactly what Jesus is saying to us here our gospel lesson this morning because finally the outcome of john 10 for us this morning is that the voice of jesus is the voice of the gospel again the pharisees asked jesus how long will you keep us in suspense if you are the christ tell us plainly now what we might think happens here is jesus just giving up and he's not going to tell them at all Except that's not what Jesus does. The Pharisees ask Jesus to tell them plainly if he's the Christ. And what Jesus does is he tells them plainly that he's the Christ. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus gives his sheep who hear his voice eternal life. These are the words of Jesus. This is the voice of Jesus. And this is also the words and the voice of the gospel. The words we need to hear. Jesus isn't being coy when he tells the Pharisees that his sheep know his voice. He's not speaking in riddles either. What Jesus is saying is that the sheep of his flock are sheep that not only need to hear the gospel, but they are sheep that cling to the gospel once they hear it. They are sheep who have been killed by the voice of the law because of their own sin and failure, and they are sheep who are under constant attack by the world around them, despised by Satan, and deceived by others. Jesus' sheep are sheep that desperately need to hear the words of life. And well, that's precisely what Jesus gives. And as it turns out, as Jesus explains to us this morning, this is exactly what God the Father has been saying and preparing us for all along. Jesus goes on to say, my Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. One. The final mistake that people make who either fail to hear Jesus' voice and what he is saying or want to listen to their own voices is to believe that Jesus' words somehow contradict what God the Father has been saying in other places in the Bible. If Jesus, this unimpressive man with a tender heart and gentle words, is really who God wants us to listen to, We might reason, why did God bother to thunder from Mount Zion? Why did God bother to judge his own people with plague and catastrophe and defeat and war over and over and over again until they were finally carried away from the promised land altogether? If Jesus is the voice we are to hear, if the gospel is the voice we're supposed to listen to, why does God condemn at all? Because the voice of the gospel and the voice of Jesus can only be heard if the law has done its work. If we think we can do it, we will only ever be looking for instructions and advice from God. If we think we have done it, we will only ever be listening to our own voices. But when we realize that we are nothing more than terrified lost, helpless sheep, then what we need is a shepherd. We need someone to save us and bring us back to safety. We need someone to protect us from our enemies. And in that, we need someone to comfort us. That someone is Jesus Christ. God's word of law is a good word. It is a holy word, but it is a word that can only condemn us because we are sinners. But Jesus fulfilled the law perfectly in our place. Our words can only deceive us, and Satan will only ever use our words and our sins and our failures to accuse us and kill us. But Jesus has defeated our enemies. Sin, death, and the devil in our place. Jesus' words to us this morning are simple and they are beautiful. My sheep hear my voice, and I give them eternal life. That was the picture that Pastor Haugen painted for us this morning and eternity before the throne of God. And the last dot to connect in all of this is that eternal life is the same life you have right now. When we gathered together as the church to confess our faith, we were confessing in that moment with the saints in the throne room of God. We were confessing in that moment wearing the same white robes that those who have died in the faith are wearing. We were confessing the voice of Jesus. The voice of the Gospel. The voice of the Savior who gives us eternal life. Because we are the sheep of His flock. and. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.